0: and gentlemen and welcome on into today's edition of citywide special grab a beer grab a drink grab whatever you want hang out and relax as we discuss today tuesday september 19 2023 what is going on in the beautiful city of philadelphia and our sports we're live on youtube we're live on twitter we're live on tiktok as well do me a favor if you're watching live on youtube or if you're watching live on tiktok we'll hit that like button smash the screen away tiktok get some more people in the building appreciate everyone tuning on in here today um no shot no drink we're doing this in it will it's been a hectic day so we're trying to get this episode in before the day ends here i uh, have <laughs> had these notes literally set up since 10 o'clock this morning i um, just now i have time to, to finally record it and we're gonna get this bad boy going comment sections are open guys on tiktok and here on youtube so please drop those comments questions and concerns Obviously, we have a lot of we have some Philly stuff to talk about. Obviously, Phillies are going on right now. We'll look at the live score in just a second. Uh, some things to talk about with the Phillies, things to talk about with the Union Jim. Talk to the presser to talk in the presser here today, ahead of our matchup all, tomorrow night against Charlotte FC. A tough one. Two matches in one week. Starts in Charlotte tomorrow night. So it should be th- it's gonna, it's not gonna be easy. It's not gonna be easy. Eagles. Uh what do we do at secondary? I mean, just straight up, what do we do at secondary? It's something we're going to answer here today. Uh, Talk about some Jalen Hurts stuff as well. And then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about the Sixers. We have possibly made a signing. That has made me one of the happiest parceros that you could possibly see. (laughs) And, of course, whatever you guys want to talk about as well. So keep dropping your comments, questions, concerns. No poll here again today as we're going to get right on into it. And real quick, guys. I don't know who saw Monday Night Football last night, but my God, that Bradley Chubb injury—that is heartbreaking, man. I'm not, uh, yeah, um, Nick Chubb. I'm sorry, not Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb, what does he play for the the Dolphins now? Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb yesterday—that was heartbreaking. Um, it was disgusting to see. Uh, I, I, you know, obviously they weren't able to show the replay on TV, which they probably, you know what. honestly i'm curious how you guys feel about that because i feel like as long as you give the heads up i think i don't see the problem with show replay i mean it happened i mean people can literally fast forward and 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 look at the play again Uh, but that's truly heartbreaking and of course it doesn't help the argument here uh at least my argument that the nfl should not be playing on turf fields because yesterday's injury happened on grass uh so that kind of hurts my argument there but these injuries suck. They happen. Obviously, you see it more so in basketball and in football. Keep Chubb in your thoughts and prayers, and hopefully, uh, it's a speedy recovery as best as possible. But more likely, out for the season. Sean Watson, um, can we can we get this man out of the league? Honestly, I I I really don't doubt what happened last year happened. I don't doubt those allegations. Um, he hasn't really done a great job of trying to help his image. You could say you don't care all you want, but at the end of the day, I mean, we know you care. And he really has not been worth the contract that he got. And it if you're the Browns, here you go again. <laughs> this organization has yet to find a starting quarterback since returning back to Cleveland. And they thought Baker Mayfield was the guy. He wins them a super or Super Bowl. He wins them a playoff game. They wish he won him a Super Bowl. He wins them a playoff game and then that's it. That's all that's all she wrote for Baker Mayfield's career in Cleveland. Now they got the Sean Watson. It's just an absolute mess. Uh, he obviously has the inappropriate play with the face mask suspension possibly coming here, uh, but it's just hilarious where Sean Watson's career is kind of heading to. So, it, it, it is freaking ridiculous. Let's talk about the let's talk about the uh, the the uh, the the fills here, as uh, Marsh Marsh is obviously watching right now. We'll get to that in just a second, but I I've, I've been dying to talk about this game because. Last night, the Phillies beat the Braves 7-1. to And obviously after last week's debacle where the Braves take 3-4, or four, win the division on our own fucking field. We already de- we already debated that. We talked about it. At the end of the day, I didn't see anything wrong with what the Phillies did. I think what the Phillies did by not winning the division or making it a, an actual series or at least avoiding the Braves to win on your field. Is there is the is our Philly zone fall? Um, that's just kind of how I, I I view it there. Um, but uh, yesterday Zach Wheeler looks great, you know, he's he's playoff ready. Um, Mr. Wheeler is as he goes six innings deep and he only allowed three hits, he had five K's. Um, obviously, uh, Albie starts off with the homer, but Wheeler did a great job of, of ending it. Uh, and he looked fantastic. I uh, got a solid inning by Gregory Soto, solid inning by Strom. Uh, Dylan Covey <laughs> closes it out. I, I really don't know what to make of Covey, man. I really don't know what to make of him. Man. Him and Hoffman, I don't know what to, to make of them. Um, I just, I, I do feel a little bit has to do that they are a little bit lucky with the time of, of the the season that it is, uh, with it being at the end. But we'll see if they can carry that on that magic on into the playoffs. And the bats are bats right now are looking good. I mean, Schwarber is 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 on a ridiculous pace right now. Top of your order, they're, they're back. They're straight up back with Schorber, Turner, and Bryce Harper finally hitting. And they're all looking in sync. And everything is kind of falling in place. Even JT Real Muto. JT freaking Real Muto got a homer yesterday as well. And it was it was a lot of fun. Everyone got into in, involved. And <laughs> it's weird because last night, there were people who viewed this game and thought highly of it. And then there was Phillies fans who just wanted to be negative and, and just kind of right off the win. I think at the end of the day, yesterday, the Phillies went in there looking to set, up, set the tone, set the message. They had that sour taste in their mouth from last week all the way into this week. And the Phillies were able to take it out on the Braves here yesterday. So you're hoping. <laughs> now the hope is that you turn back around and you play good again because... What's going to happen when you when you beat the Braves the way you did and then the next game you're going to come out flat? Well, that's kind of what's going on right now. Uh, Phillies down 3-0. Spencer Strider on the mound. Everyone who wanted Christopher Sanchez, he went four innings today. did allow seven hits. And those three earned runs as well with only two strikeouts. So this is – and we'll get to that in a second about Christopher Sanchez. But so far uh, for the Braves – Spencer Strider lights out in five innings, only allowing one hit. A lot of debate about what should be the starting rotation going into the playoffs. And I really still am leaning more towards Taewon Walker. You brought him in here for a reason, and I think Christopher Sanchez had a really good game. But Taywan Walker was not brought in here to be a relief pitcher. Taewon Walker was brought in here to start. And I think you're talking about a four starter. I'm going with him. Christopher Sanchez does seem... A little bit like a gamble, which I know this team at Gambles do work. But I think it's going to have to be a wait and see type of situation. Obviously, you can change it up come playoff time. But I think for right now, Taywan's that fourth starter. Um, and Christopher Sanchez, obviously, today got brought back down a little bit to earth here. Lorenzen um, in the game right now for the fills. Um, and that's another one. Again, who knows what to actually think of when it comes to Michael Lorenzo Phillies' offense Kryptonite is solid pitching. I mean, dude, Spencer, dude, we've gotten the best of Spencer Strider, Martian. I mean, let's be honest. We've gotten um spent, we gotten the best Spencer Strider, especially in that playoff game last year. So can't always get Spencer Strider there. Johan Ross got his first home run. He has solidified himself as the starting center fielder for your Philadelphia Phillies. Um his glove is the best. And if he can get you uh, anything even yesterday it's fantastic. Anything you get from the bat, from Johan Rojas, is humongous. It, it truly is. Uh, so we'll see how this game plays out. We'll, we will break it down tomorrow. Uh, but for right now with this Phillies team, at, close out the wild card. Lock yourself up that number one wild card spot. Obviously get through this week. It's going to be a tough one. You have today. You have tomorrow um, with the with the Braves. And then you start the four-game set with the Mets starting on Thursday so just get your get the job done here uh the series with the Braves man get the series win get the series and the Braves are still fighting for that one seed all right the Braves still are here to play clearly they came to play here today and you know in September on Atlanta they get rowdy down there for the Braves so we shall see man uh now I'm Mania. we're not doing when well, tomorrow is Wednesday night watch along not today Tomorrow we will be recording live during the Union match, so Wednesday night watch long will be for the Union, um, but it's citywide special, man. We're talking some Phils, man. Well, yeah, we're gonna get to we're gonna get to, the, gonna get to uh, Charlotte in just a second here, um, but yeah, Phillies. Right now, let me see if I get a, another score update. If any changes, still no changes. Still a three nothing ball game uh, here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Uh, but real quick, I want to go into the Union. Speaking of McLean Mania. I know he wants to talk the about the junior. Um, So we're going to look at some of the notes and 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 news and notes of today's presser. Jim Curtin was live today for the presser. We're going to look at Philadelphia Soccer now. Right now, um, obviously talking about Charlotte, mentioning how it's a team that presents some challenges. It's not a team that obviously has been dominating. They're still in the outside looking in. But anytime you play Charlotte, especially in Charlotte, in was it is it Bank of America still. I forget what it is called, but um they they it's still really tough to play in. Chris starts off by talking about the turf field sh- situation down in Charlotte, obviously Charlotte FC play where the Panthers play, so turf field is a factor here. Um and he hopes that all day, one day, all professional sports can move away from <laughs> from the turf and move towards grass. And of course we can all wish that, but obviously not something that probably will happen. Kurt, and I don't buy that it's much about the formation. It's about us playing our principles because you look at the intensity in the game we played against Red Bull with three in the back. The first half we play against that top team in the league in the first we put. So I guess Jim was saying in the first half of that match playing like they were the top team in the, in the East. I, I I agree with that to a certain extent. Um, I don't know what it is. I think it's because the team is just so used to playing in that diamond. But so far, the attack in general looks much more fluid, and probably because when they're going in the counterattack, that comp- compact midfield, once they win the ball, pew, they're just booking it, and they're and they're finding those uh, open passes there. Um, I, I I do think that a lot of the issues with the Union as of right now, especially throughout the year, has been intensity and just keeping your head in the game. You got to stay focused, man. I know it sounds easier said than done, uh, but when you have you know, life, outside noises, a lot of soccer being played. It's hard. It could be easy to get distracted, and it's for this team. It's all about getting back on track, man. Curtain on conceding goals, eliminating li- the little technical mistakes is a method to get more of those clean sheets or at least put yourself in a position. Yeah, putting yourself in a bad spot and allowing teams to score goals, that now puts you in a deficit, and this team does not do well bouncing back. Now, obviously, against against Cincinnati, being being up and then blowing that lead is something uncharacteristic. And so that's something I don't fully expect to continue happening here for the union. But uh, we have to have some freshness in the team. Uh, I'm sorry. Curtin says you don't value one set or uh, uh, one set of three points over another. But at the same time, there will we need to be rotation for Wednesday. We have to have some freshness in the team. I don't know how you do it, man. I straight up don't know how they do that because one thing we have talked about is the lack of depth on this team this year. And so where is the, where's the freshers going to come from now? Ty Barrivo, someone that you could potentially see out there this, this match tomorrow. Now for Ty, obviously we have, we don't know a lot about him. We, we just generally don't because we haven't seen a lot of him. That's someone you would hope that can get a lot of minutes, especially as a forward, because that's the plan. The potential Carranza replacement in the midfield. Flock is injured. That, that that's a bummer. Ali should be back here. Um, we'll see what his role is for in this match. Uh, you have no backup for Gazdag right now. Torres kind of lost that job, and he really doesn't have a position on this team. Um, yeah, that depth is, is not it's not that well, not doing that well. Obviously, you're out with Jack uh, Elliott tomorrow for suspension. Um, after the situation on Saturday with the yellows, but, um, now <laughs> you're going to have to rely on low and glasses and, and low has not played well as of late. And that's a problem as well, for sure. Uh, so freshness, as Jim says, I don't know how they're going to get that, but it has to happen. Curt good news. Curtin does say that at Brujo is fully fit and he's ready to go for Wednesday. So that's huge. Evan and Brujo Martinez obviously picked up a knock against Cincinnati Having him ready for on Wednesday, that is going to be huge for sure. So hopefully uh, we we see a uh, rule. Uh, if not tomorrow, definitely for Saturday's match. And then Curtin on last year' game in Charlotte. That was certainly one of the worst performances last year. We weren't uh, uh, up for it, and they played a great game. Yeah, if you didn't watch that one, definitely don't do it now. <laughs> it was a bad one. And it was just honestly one of those games where Charlotte came out ready to play. And we just were not. We may have overlooked Charlotte, and Charlotte made his pay. Daniel Rios, we actually, Daniel Rios should be thanking us because we got him paid. Man has four goals. Chivas of Guadalajara, look at that, and they're like, all right, well, papi, we're going to buy you. And so he goes to Chivas, and the rest is history. So we don't have to worry about Daniel Rios here. But looking at this, and then we'll look more at Charlotte tomorrow, but looking at this matchup here, I like the I like the the I I like the the defense going up against attack on paper, but I'll explain why I'm not fully confident heading into tomorrow's match. But we'll look at that. We'll preview that match tomorrow. Um, one more little bit of news of note that I want to bring up here. Um, our dear friend here uh, of the podcast, our boy Evan Cohen. Make sure you guys are following him. He brought up this really good, t- interesting topic. So MLS Moves brought up the lowest attendance this past week in MLS in the matches on this weekend. So if you look at the the lowest attendance, that was Houston with 14.7K. And then if you look at the sixth lowest, that was DC United with 17.9K. The union sold out with over 19,000 fans in attendance. That's not too far off from the low marks. And so that does raise the question. The team is going to have to go through an expansion or or some type. They're going to need a bigger stadium eventually. They're going to need to be able to have a stadium that can hold more than 20K. More than 25K. Possibly around 30K. Because that's like the modern stadium today. Especially what we're trying to get in the MLS. We're trying to have that modern stadium. Now, obviously, the topic of debate here is whether... A stadium for the union should stay in Chester or, or they move into city confines. One thing we can get out the way, I do not want to see the union playing at the link. I know all the four fours out there and people who are getting into the union are like, Well, why wouldn't you want to play at the link? You're in South Philly, heart of Philly sports. It's easy to get to. And I get that. I fully get that. I don't want to play in the link. I I, I hate Absolutely despise the test when MLS teams play in NFL stadiums. Now, there are certain instances where it does work. Yes, it works for Atlanta 100%. Yes, it works for Seattle. That may be blowing in their, their face right now because they're about to be bad. But regardless, I don't want to play at the link. I'm very reluctant these days to have the stadium in the city. Right now with the Sixers, I'm not liking that plan. I don't like the fa- I don't like the idea of barging into a, a community like the like Chinatown. I don't like that. I I I don't I don't think that's conducive. Um, so I'm, it, it would depend. I wouldn't be opposed to a, a stadium downtown or a stadium in Philly confines. It has to make sense. It has to make sense. Chester makes sense, unfortunately. Because we've built something. We've built something special. And it's taken, what, 13 years now? But it is something special. And if you haven't witnessed it, we we'll highly recommend you going down there and witnessing it because it is truly something special. And they're build, they're building it up. They're obviously building the grounds. They're making the whole academy go down there as well. Um, it's going to be legit. It's going to feel like a Euro team. I, I think I'm leaning more toward just expanding Subaru Park, adding some more seats to it maybe adding a second deck of a, a legit second deck. Uh, but I, I moving to the link. Fuck. No moving into the city. I would hear it, but I just don't see how it could be feasible. So it is definitely interesting. Um, Beth, I, I don't think you have to, I think it would have to make sense for the union as well. Obviously dollar signs uh, make, make a lot make a lot of sense for the union. Uh, they obviously have built something special here in Chester, and if there's something that's worth it, then they would probably look at it. But I think that the best case scenario for the Union is just expanding Subaru Park. I mean, I don't, I don't see the need to to move out of Chester, especially like we promised that city so much. You move a professional team like the Union out of Chester, man, that's it looks bad. That looks terrible. It really does. It's taken a while to gain their trust, man. Uh, Speaking of which, trust. Who trusts the Eagles secondary? Because I certainly do not trust the Eagles secondary. So right now, you're dealing with an injury to Avanti Maddox. Bradbury's under concussion protocol. He should be good for Monday night, but we'll see. All right. What do you do? Flat out, what do we do here? Um, Maddox is a huge loss. And people are like, well, why... This is why you don't bring Maddox back because all he does is get hurt. But the thing is is that like Maddox is coming off of a career year. He is a veteran guy who matches very well within the locker room, and he's one of the best slot corners in the NFL when healthy. How do you not go back to that? Injuries you can't control, and it sucks. But now we have to think about what do we do to replace Maddox. And honestly, what do you do? In the future, because I, I don't see how Maddox is your starting nickel next year. Like this is now another injury where he's probably gone for the year. More than likely, he will be. So what do we do? I've heard a lot of different options. James Bradbury moves to nickel. Um, I heard uh, the report that they were looking at Will Jackson the third, uh, who's coming off of a stint with the with the football team, the Commanders. Um, he's an NFL uh, veteran journeyman bouncing around through team to team, Pittsburgh uh cincinnati pittsburgh washington it's been all over the east coast um of course a lot of uh eagles fans bringing up strap want to see strap obviously uh craven leblanc's had a big fan base here in philadelphia i think they need to bring a body for sure i think it needs to be a veteran body i have to look fully at the list of guys out there but none of those options really make me excited and Goodrich also concerns me. He cannot play that Nick cornerback position, and it's going to be an early challenge and struggle here for Sean DeSai. Now, kudos to the defense last week against Minnesota. The D line got after with Kirk Cousins, and that really affected the game. They held the rushing game, they held that rushing attack down for Minnesota too, and so the D line really stepped up in a big way. And they're going to have to continue doing that because they're going to have to alleviate pressure off the back seven. And Zach O'Neill was all over the field. I thought he, pl- I thought he looked really good. Um, who else am I thinking of? Um, obviously Justin Evans had a had a pretty good game, a good bounce back, especially on special teams. Um, and of course you still have Darius Slay, who's an All-Pro corner for sure. But um, some of these young corners c- could help to step up. Having Reed Blankenship come back will help as well, and then a healthy James Bradbury. Obviously, the the Bucks' a passing attack is pretty lethal. I mean, O.J. Howard, Mike Evans. Um, Chris Godwin, it's it's pretty legitimate. Uh, weapons here, and Baker Mayfield. I know he's listen. Baker Mayfield's not a Hall of Famer. He's not a Pro Bowler, but he's a solid quarterback, and he can get the ball out. And um, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, Jalen Hurts has been getting a lot of talk as well. Uh, over the past first two weeks, and after watching J.T. Sullivan's um, Pat QB QB uh, was it was it the QB QB class or What's he called the QB analysis QB school QB the QB school. Um, I feel good. I feel fine. I think that I think the problems with the offense is just a mixture of everything. I think the play con was lacking. You saw once the running game got implemented, how that opened up everything. I think that Jalen does seem a little bit set off, even like running the ball. He does look a little bit off and it does is a, it is a little bit of a concern because bucks, Todd Bowles, we know very well playoffs a couple years ago. Had a good game plan against Jalen Hurts, especially trying to eliminate those running lanes. Justin Fields they was not able to kill the Bucks on the ground. The Bucs have extremely athletic linebackers, probably one of the best groups in the NFL as far as linebacker groups go. And that's what allows Todd Bowles to call the game plan that he does. So it's going to be interesting, the game plan that does get put together. Obviously, you're going to have to run the ball again, especially when you're going to be at home. Uh, but I think this matchup is going to be interesting because this is going to be the best defense that the Eagles have faced in 2023. And we'll see how they how they answer to it. Uh, obviously, A.J. Brown, after the rant on Sun last Thursday, I meant he seems to have said his apologies and he looks like he's ready to go. Um, And he wants to prove that, you know, why he was upset. Just feels like it's his time to shine. Where he's... Sh- Feels as if that, you know, he's wide receiver one. He should be getting more, more, more looks. And I, I guess, I guess. I, I don't get it. When you're winning, I get happy. I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's just me. I'm not a, I'm not a wide NFL wide receiver. Um, agree with your points. Thanks for sharing. I appreci- no, Beth, I appreciate you for sh- asking the question. Thank you. Please. Guys, if you guys want to ask anything, you guys can literally ask me anything. Uh, obviously, we're talking Philly sports. We just got done talking Phillies. We just got done talking Union. We just got done talking Eagles. So whatever you guys want to talk about, you guys are more than welcome to throw it in there. I am more than happy to answer. Philly ultras, I like it with the Pax and Aronson profile. Like what's Pax have been doing in Europe? I was just beginning to start for Eintracht Frankfurt not too long ago. need that Frankfurt. I need that Antoine Frankfurt Frank um, Pax and Aronson kit, man. I need that. I need that, you I need that. I want one of them. Like right, I'll take Brandon and uh, I'll take a Brandon Berlin Union Berlin. I'll take a in Frankfurt. I'll take a Mark Genk. I don't know where Jack DeVries is these days. Um, and I think that Anthony Fontana is at Zwolle, if I'm not mistaken, in, in in Netherlands. But yeah, for sure, man. Uh, can we talk about the Kai Wagner leaving? Possibly, yeah. We can talk about it again, of course. Um, so right now, uh, it's at a standstill. We've had Jose, the guy who reported it, on the show as well. Um, look, right now, it just feels like the union are just looking right now at the priorities. What are the priorities? You're obviously still playing in a season as well. Kai Wagner, flirted with Europe. There's been discussions, but nothing has ever been able to materialize. And for Kai, look... He obviously is making the league minimum, which is like under six, six, uh, 650K. A guy like Kai is worth like 800 to a million a year. And so that's what we're looking at here. And so guys who make like a million are getting like DP, you know, Tam Gam type deals. Fullbacks historically do not get those type of deals. And that's what the union have to ask themselves. Are they going to make history? And give Kai Wagner a type of deal like that. It would be unprecedented. But obviously Kai Wagner has earned it. Because he's been the best fullback in the MLS over the past couple seasons. I'm still sticking with my stance. If it makes sense, I'm down to do it 110%. But, you know, Kai comment came out after the Cincinnati match. And, you know, you know, talking about the love that the Union fans showed to him. And obviously he hears it. The front office have to hear it. I mean, the fans have created a whole hashtag, "Pay Kai," and so you know, for Kai Wagner, he pretty much stated that like he's not difficult. He he's not asking for a crazy amount of money, which I don't think like a 200k to 400k um, pay increase is not it's not crazy. Like he's not asking to be paid like five million a year. So I I agree with that. Um, And he loves playing in Philly. He's made this his home. But obviously, he has to do what's best for him and his career and his family. Um, And if he gets more money over in Europe, why wouldn't he take that? And I think that's really where it's at. Because after this year, Kai's a free agent. At that point, he can sign wherever he wants. Teams don't have to pay the union a transfer fee. That's been the problem. The union have been putting that transfer fee higher than what teams want to pay. And that's why we haven't been able to sell Kai Wagner to Europe, at least. Um, So if it makes sense, I'm down to bring him back. If not, let's not forget who Ernst Tanner is. I know this past winter uh period was not well for him. Simply because, you know, Lowe, Torres, and Pereira really didn't pan out. Uh so I know I know Ernst is kind of needs a, a little bit of a bounce back, but but uh, I still trust I still trust Ernst. As an Italian evaluator, I still tr- trust Ernst. Maybe, just maybe he can't uh he can't, he can't scout here in the states so we'll we'll, we'll see about that man uh feel like uh, i believe there has to be a change with the roster rules and yeah that's that's like that's obvious right with the whole messy situation and it seems like more euro players want to come here like swat is going to come here because of these roster restrictions um it has to change just flat out it has to change i'm fine with the ro- with roster restrictions and salary caps because that's just american sports but we got to raise that up just like in the NFL, the NBA, like that salary cap keeps going up. That has to keep going up for the MLS as well. And you got to open it up. Fourth DP, fourth more TAM game, more money to be able to spend on players in general. That's all it is. Add a fourth or fifth DP. But, like, okay. So they add more DPs. I'm sorry, but just justifying paying a DP deal to, to a fullback. I, I get it. It's Kai Wagner. And I think that's what everyone's looking at giving a DP deal to Kaiba and they're not looking at it like giving a DP deal to a full back. I mean like fullbacks in the world, like they don't make crazy amount of money either. They make obviously good money in Europe for sure. But like crazy amount of money, I, I, it, it's that dude's tough, man. It is tough to sell to the front office, man. Obviously easy to sell to the fans, but to the front office is a different, different story. But yes, they definitely need to add more. And like more importantly, like dude, if we don't make it to the MLS Cup playoffs and this attack struggles to score a goal. I mean, you got to look at that, dude. You got to look at that position. That 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 attack in general. Obviously Kai's an important part of that because man's like man's an assist king. Uh, but it's definitely something you have to look at, man. All right. Um, real quick with the Sixers. It looks like the Sixers will be in on Kelly Oubre. He's expected to sign a one-year minimum deal. Dude, you guys have no idea, have you? And, and if you do know, you've been here for a while, okay? Because I've been pleading for Kelly Oubre to come to Philadelphia since 2021. And it's happening now. And yes, ladies and gentlemen. Kelly Oubre is a good signing. I don't know what I don't know why he waited so long. I I, I I maybe he just he really wanted Philly. I know he had looks from from LA and from Miami as well, but I guess he really wanted Philly. And more importantly, he's the three that I've been looking for. He plays defense. He sco- He shoots threes. He can make his own bucket. Now there there are some motor questions. Um, there are times when people feel like he doesn't give his full effort. And when he struggles to shoot the ball, he struggles to shoot the ball. And I understand all that. But, again, I'm really buying in you know, on Nick Nurse, man. I really am. When we talked about Paul Reed yesterday. Dude, Paul Reed, I'm loving what the development I'm seeing. And obviously, we're not going to buy too much into tr- uh, preseason summer workouts. Like, we we've, we've been bitten by that. But just Paul Reed's mentality, Nick Nurse's um, reputation, I'm sorry, of developing talents like Paul Reed, those wing-type of players. I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited for the Sixers team and what they, what, what they could potentially do here. It is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting long jam now. Uh, what does the starting rotation look like? And now, what, how does James Harden feel? You know, Kevin Hart believes James Harden is going to be back and ready to play. I obviously would love to start Kelly Oubre because I feel like Embiid, Harris, Oubre, you know, even if it's Melton and Max, I like that, dude. The athletic ability, you can have some spacing in there as well. And if Joel Embiid does regulate back to more of a defensive anchor type of role, I'm excited about that. And then you have like PJ Tucker coming off the bench. Um you have Paul Reed coming off the bench. You'll have Obama still coming off the bench. Uh Jaden Springer. I need to see something from him. Obviously the guard position. It is a big question mark as far as the depth goes. Uh I mean we'll see. James James Harden's also a big question mark. I don't know where his head's at right now. He's kind of put a damper on the all season, but Kelly Oubre pick up. Put a smile on my face. I don't feel too bad going into season. I really, Nick Nurse is the main reason why I feel any type of optimism towards his basketball season. Simply because this man does coach. He likes to play young players. He likes to develop, and that's important. Because obviously with the roster restrictions, I mean, oh, yeah, and you also have Danny Green, too. He did sign <laughs> Danny Green. At least Danny Green can knock down three. So there, there is some spacing there. Uh, But I love the Kelly Oubre signing, man. Sign me up. Bring back Corey Burke. I don't think you can do that. Um, I think he's still under contract with the Red Bull. Um, And let the man get paid. Let the man get paid. We're obviously not going to pay Corey Burke. So let the man get paid, man. We got to move forward, not back. We got to find the next Corey Burke. But, yes, missing Corey Burke has been huge because coming off the bench has been Chris Donovan and Quinn Sullivan, and they're not providing the same production or the same thing that Corey Burke gave to you coming off the bench, Taiwariwo, We'll see. Obviously, not a lot of groundwork to, to kind of go off of, but for sure, love to see some more, man. I'm hopeful that there are some academy kids who can step up and some dudes who who have future. I mean, that's that. Yeah, that's that's literally everybody, man. Every, everybody's on the same boat there. Um, and I mean, dude, this academy. Hasn't really given us much since Jack McGlynn. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, there was a point, like, for two, three seasons where guys were coming up and, and, and giving minutes. You know, Mark McKenzie, Austin Trustee, and then you moved on to Montana, Brendan Aronson, McGlynn, Sullivan, um, and Paxton. I mean, this year, I mean, Nelson Pierre came up and God, he hasn't seen the field. He's a forward, so it makes it a little bit more difficult. It's a position that requires a lot of technicality. But you haven't been able to see that, man. For sure, man. For sure. We'll 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 see. Uh, I'm hoping that Ernst goes back to stomping grounds and, and, and goes back to scouting around the world. Um, because the, the MLS market kind of bit him in the ass. Not not gonna lie. I don't think it's fully his fault. I just think guys were able to adapt. I think the union saw a skill set and thought they could it could fit, but these guys just couldn't adapt, whether it be Paredes, defense lack of defensive ability um, Damian Lowe's consistency or Joaquin Torres just thinking he's Lionel Messi every single time he fucking touches the ball Raphael seems good um, but not good to to get backup minutes now we'll see next year because this is like his first full year on the senior team um, but you know obviously it's a position that he, that was up for grabs because of Joaquin Torres but yes he's a physical guy and I like what he's done with uh, Union too all right, we'll be back again tomorrow, guys, to, uh, for more do, uh, more Citywide special. Tomorrow, a reminder as well is Wednesday night watch-along. We're going to be live for Union versus Charlotte, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that one as well. Thank you so much for watching, guys. I truly appreciate it. Make sure you guys hit that like button, subscribe for more Philly sports. Find us where we stream podcasts. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero, Philly, and you mother effers. Enjoy.